Self-control. Do you eat too much pizza? Drink too much? Are you smoking? Change comes from within. You can't have other people wanting you to change. Hulk versus Bruce Banner. Separating your thoughts from your actions. This is actually a major way of helping with self-control, right? Use Facebook to not lose face. It's actually impacting relationships, it's impacting love, it's impacting expectation. And that fake it till you make it, Maxim, is, is a brilliant one. It's relevant and it's a justified technique. Welcome to Budge, how to fudge being human, behavioral science, psychology, and nudge theory, and how to help you become okay at being human. Um, Self-control, do you eat too much pizza? Do you drink too much? Are you smoking? Uh, not that sort of self-control, although it could be. Um, today we're gonna to be talking all about self-control, but before we do, make sure you go on YouTube and subscribe, and also find us now on TikTok as well as Facebook, LinkedIn, and all the best podcasts, uh, Apple and Spotify particularly. So if you could like, share, or comment, uh, we would really appreciate it. So self-control, what are you struggling to control? We've got the man here today to tell us and talk us through uh, three ways to help you maintain your self-control. Dr. Darren Coppin, behavioral scientist, writer, speaker, lover, and of course the inspiration behind Shaggy's uh, it wasn't me. Good to see you, Paul. It's a lovely sunny day in Queensland. Um, and Paul Miles, of course, your managing director of Busy Group, one of the country's largest education, training, and employment agencies, and player of the Pink Piccolo. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Good. And we're also joined by Ellie and Christy, uh, our fabulous production team, who will butt in to make sense of this podcast. <laughs> Let's jump straight into the world's most famous. Um, psychological experiment on self-control shall we all right so i believe this was 1972 no actually it was 1968 was it really yeah the first one you yeah. misinformed really <laughs> so so basically there, there's a very famous experiment around self-control yeah where you take some children and you put a marshmallow in front of them and and you say to them right if you can not eat that marshmallow whilst i leave the room uh for 15 minutes in 15 minutes you get two marshmallows now I was that fat kid, I would have eaten those marshmallows and probably hunted around the room for the one that they promised me in 15 minutes. Mm. But this isn't actually the case, is a lot of people actually have far better self-control than I do. <laughs> yeah, well, back then only 5% of kids, uh, 15 minutes is a long time, but only 5% of children could uh, indeed wait that long. Yep. Um, and of course children today have a lot less self-control, um, they have a lot more stuff on demand. But that's not actually the case. Yes, I was about to interrupt you rudely then. I, th I thought, we, um, you know, the, the common thing is that we're more entitled, we get what we want when we want, we, we, we're on this, with this on-demand sort of society. Um, so, so I thought, you know, before we started preparing for this podcast, that kids today had even less self-control than 50 years ago. Mm. But that's not the case. Yeah, it's actually doubled the number of children who can resist Yep. Uh, from about 5% back in 68, 72, the first experiments. So these now, are kids, they get the marshmallow, mum or dad leaves the room for 15 minutes, now we're saying 10% of kids, mm. uh, they're able to not, so does that mean 90% of kids eat the marshmallow? Yeah. Wow, okay. And, and then that's quite reflective of human society as a whole in terms of issues of self-control or self-regulation. Um, there's something called the Via Character Strengths survey and vent virtue survey that works out what are your top strengths or the order of your strengths not yep. just in terms of comparing you to yourself but there's been 21 million uh, people in every country on earth have undertaken this strength survey 
They've never asked me. And and I think the top one is something like kindness. Yep. And then honesty that, that's, and so fairness. The top strength is kindness. Yeah, and okay. they, it's it's wonderful. The bottom one is self-regulation. So, so as humans, uh, across twenty-one millions of people across a whole range of cultures, demographics, our worst human characteristic is our self-control. Yeah, at, at, at least strong strength. At least strong is, strength. Is, is not self-control, but self-regulation. Right, okay. Which is subtly different, but more or less a, a proxy for each other. Self-control means you can say no. Yep. You know, you say no, but self-regulation is controlling or regulating the conditions uh, to try and reduce temptation, if you like, or, or, or how you respond. So there's a subtle, subtle difference, but yeah, we, we're terrible at self-control is the bottom line. But but we're getting better at it, it would suggest, with a marshmallow test. But then again, there's been some books um, by Shafir and other studies that suggest um, that it's, well, in, in the late 60s, a marshmallow was a bit of a treat, whereas yep. now, you know, you don't care much for a marshmallow. Because we can have, most kids could just whinge to their parents to get as many marshmallows as they want. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and the studies in the book go further than that, that, that um, you're able to control yourself better if um, you're more affluent, generally. Um, and it's not such a hand-to-mouth situation. And this kind of points to the root of why we're pretty bad at self-control. Yeah, because we are. I, I assume we are a lot more affluent than 50 years ago. And I know there's massive problems with, with, with party and so all that sort of thing. But data will tell us that we're, we are far more affluent than we ever were. So that self-control isn't necessarily the fact that humans have got better at self-control, it's just, you know what, it's a marshmallow, I don't care. Yeah, it, it, not, not so much, you know, okay, I can, yeah, marshmallows, I, I had one of these yesterday, or a sweet yeah. yesterday, whereas in 1968, those kids in the United States when the survey was done might not have had a, a sweet or a lolly, as we call it in Australia, yeah. um, uh, for, for months, and, and, and it's fascinating because really what self-control is about is, is our basis, the ba- most basic human instincts, um, it's like a reptilian brain versus mammalian brain, uh, Bruce Banner versus the Hulk, um, yep. and it's it's now versus the future, um, and we are bred for most of human history and for most animals. If you see something in front of you, you grab it and and you benefit from it, and and that's why we've got all these phrases, you know, like um, a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush, um, and uh, make hay while the sun shines, and YOLO, you know, you only live once, yep. is do it now, um, and 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 it is bred into us for survival. So. If it's spread into a survival then, um, as humans, can we actually create techniques, find ways to better regulate ourselves? Because, you know, we, we live in this culture now where, you know, we're all, we're all supposed to be super fit, we're all supposed to be super skinny, but we are fatter and less fit than ever before. So, so is there a way of actually, if you're saying it's such a key part of our evolution and, and, and it's actually ingrained into us so much, can we actually, you know, control it or not? Yes. You can now. People don't fart in front of each other as much anymore. <laughs> as much anymore. Yeah. That, was that a when thing? I was a child, it was it was, it was everywhere. There's no London smog. It wasn't pollution, <laughs> but <laughs> it's fact. <laughs> but personal hygiene, things like that, 
you can control yourself. You yes. can teach yourself to control. But it's mostly... Why have you done that then? Is it just is just a societal expectation of change? Yeah, social norms. Right, it, okay. it, it's massive. And that is one of our key drivers and one of the two key things that we can harness to, to try and control ourselves um, a little bit more. I mean, what's weird is one of, one of our biggest issues with self-control is smartphone addiction. Yeah. Which mean, is, uh, look, it's a massive issue. I'm, I'm so addicted to my phone. You know that. I put it on Do Not Disturb for this podcast podcast and it's killing me (laughs) (laughs) your thumb's trying to swipe as we talk i've got the beer just there (laughs) actually that's funny because it's one of the things for smoking is the contemplative nature but the uh uh, having something to do to fiddle with 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 your hands so a smartphone though how, how can you say well i'm addicted to a smartphone because of my evolutionary dna um, sort of yearnings I, for doing things. I'm no scientist, but I'm going to guess that Neanderthals didn't have smartphones. Um, well, there is uh, no, <laughs> and um, <laughs> and but but what it is on smartphones that drives us are generally the things that always have driven us. Um, you know, what the most popular things on 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 phones is receiving a text, a communication, yeah. or um, social media. You know, because we're an incredibly social animal, and we do genuinely get dopamine rushes or whatever from a ding of a text um, and what have you so it's it's our inquisitive it's our competitive it's our human nature that that compels us to keep wanting to stare and interact with with, with a phone um, so so that that's why we need to sort of control ourselves with with, with phones is our basis most ancient human behaviors drive us to to want to look at it <laughs> now ancient human behaviors that reminds me uh, James Waite, Jim, uh, we have a sponsor for Budge now, uh, Populite Solutions, populite.com.au, uh, so I should mention them. Uh, they, they put together uh, amazing programs for the employment services sector to help long-term unemployed people uh, find jobs and to help uh, employment service providers actually um, help their jobs to get into jobs. Should we say anything else about Jim other than the fact he sponsors us. Oh, he's lovely. He is lovely, isn't he? He's, lovely. he's one of those very. Yes. He's very English, isn't he? Yes. Yeah, terribly English. I hate the English. <laughs> You're English. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Self-loathing. Oh, wow. You you invaded us first. Anyway, liberation. I'm getting over it. It's only been 700 years. Liberation. Um, right. Um, so, so our ancient. Um, <laughs> so, so even things like smartphones now do point to our evolution, right? So, so the fact that that we've evolved even to this point where we still have lack of self-control when it comes to even modern technology. What are the ways that we can get some control over our lack of self-control? Yeah, there are a few things we can do. First of all, we can pre-plan and avoid. So, from binge eating, I can make sure I've got no Who are you pointing at food. <laughs> in the, I'll, I'll to point the to your fridge, okay. who's called Jeffrey. <laughs> Um, so for binge eating, yeah. you can make sure you haven't got naughty foods in there. Like what you've just done with your phone, you've switched it off. Everyone's yeah. phone, smartphone now, has times where you can switch off certain apps yeah. whenever you want to. But people rarely do it. But um, uh, but so th- there's that self-regulate, pre-planning. Okay, so step one to self-control, pre-planning. Yeah, avoid avoid yeah. the temptation. Okay, so let's, let's just, just so, so avoid the temptation. So that, that works really well with, with dieting, trying to lose weight. Because when it comes to self-control, I assume the biggest issues we have, most common ones people think about is they don't exercise, they eat too much junk, and they probably spend too much money on crap they don't need in this, you know, post-materialistic world but still you know we still spend a lot of money on things we don't need so so you could pre-plan by not having junk in the house say around that you know eating too much pie issue what about spending too much 
how do you stop spending too yeah. much money? Yeah, how can you pre-plan to not spend money? <laughs> it, it kind of self-regulates itself because you run out of money pretty quickly, <laughs> so then you can't anymore. Then you have to turn to crime, like what you did. Yeah, well, you know, it worked out well for me, mate. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there's there's another sort of the, the second of the three key, I guess, ways is is self-control. One of the most effective ways of um, of enhancing self-control is through social control by putting yourself out there by saying on Facebook you're going to be losing weight yeah or, or seeing yourself in a podcast and realizing you're a bit fatter than you realized and insisting that the cameras are three inches higher so you don't have that <laughs> who would do that <laughs> I have no idea but it does so social before I literally because I, I, to lose weight one of the major things is actually to tell the world this is what you're gonna do right it's accountability so if yeah. you put on Facebook uh, hey guys, I'm about to start an eight-week challenge. I need to lose five kilos, and I'm going to tell you every week how much I've lost in the last week. At the end of the eight weeks, I'm going to tell you how much I've lost. Yeah, this is actually a major way of helping you with self-control, right? Yeah, exactly. Use Facebook to not lose face. Yeah, you know, and and self-control. You're full um, of amazing. Clothes, social right? control is, leads <laughs> leads to self-control. Yeah. So that's that's the second one. It's, it's this external making it available to everyone. But the third. Key, key one after avoiding or, or social uh, control um, and social embarrassment I guess um, is, is the exact opposite it's totally in your mind it's, it's all about managing your, your, your urges and, 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 and controlling yourself yeah that's really internally. easily said isn't it you, you know that, that, if that was the answer to things then we'd, we'd all be so we'd all be sort of super fit athletes yeah. and we'd, we'd be able to, to control all this stuff I mean how, how can you actually get your mind to that point yeah and it's the opposite of what you think you think right willpower is what's going to control this being strong determined and you know it, it never really works it's willingness to recognize that you've got a craving for something and separating your thoughts from your actions mm. and, and thinking well this isn't I oh, I realize I'm thinking this but I don't have to do it and I think you had a friend that has this count to five Technique. No, not a friend. He's actually a well-known uh, oh, yeah, Mal, Mal Robbins. She's a well-known. Clearly, it wouldn't speaker. be a friend. No, no, because uh, you're my only friend. Okay. Um, but but yeah, this technique of going five, four, three, two, one to break habits. But you could potentially apply it to, to self-control as well. Yeah, exactly. It's it's part of acceptance and commitment therapy. Is is you accept that you want something but that doesn't mean that you have to do it and just taking a little bit of time and maybe counting to five or saying to yourself oh I'm having the thought that I really want that cookie hmm. means that you can actually in that space stop yourself wanting to have that cookie and and then you can feel a little dopamine rush from not having it because you you, you, you so? succeeded that, that actually happens yes yeah um, you, you and I first met around stages of change concepts. You know, this is where you started to put together programs of stages of change uh, to support job seekers. Uh, you know, to, to stay in work. That my understanding is the stage of change comes from Rhode Island smoking. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you remember I, that? I remember stuff, mate. Oh, I remember wow. stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> does, does that stages of change model, which you know, that that is ultimately your your major expertise. Does the stages of change uh, apply to uh, self-control at all? Given that it is a model designed to help you identify your willingness to give up smoking. No, I mean, yes, but the key with it is is where we fall ourselves, though. Um, so often you ask someone, do you really want to give up smoking? I go, yeah. 
or do you really want to get a job where we applied it? And uh, yeah. people say, well, yes, yes. But the reality isn't necessarily there. There are different levels of commitment to change. And once you know those different stages and which stage somebody's in, and there are five, um, well, there's six, which is maintenance. But um, and we we discovered a middle one that's particularly prevalent in about a third of job seekers. I know it was me when I was unemployed, which is inauthentic or unauthentic action, which is people saying, "I really want to do this. I really want to make this change. I really want to get a job or give up smoking," but actually they don't really. Um, and you have to change the interventions that you do with, with, with people to something they want. To, and, and what I love about the, that thing is, you know, change comes from within. You can't have other people wanting you to change. Um, you've got to want to do it yourself, otherwise it never happens. So I suppose yeah. it's peripherally uh, related to self-control. Yeah, and that's, I guess that's why I'm asking. So if, if you take your, your three major things on how to help you self-control, which is pre-plan, um, it's uh, putting it out there to the world, telling everyone, uh, and this one about your your internal control, um, is is with the, with the stages of change concept. Then is it? And if we apply that to not maybe smoking or to overeating or to over drinking, can can we um, do we do we do we actually fool ourselves to thinking we want to change? You know, and, and we actually don't. Um, yes, but fooling yourself isn't necessarily a bad thing if you follow through. Because you get into the habits and you get into the um, the actions of actually making it a reality, and that fake it till you make it, Maxim, is is a brilliant one. It's it's relevant and it's a it's a justified technique. Yeah, mate. We're going to wrap up in a minute. Uh, if we apply this to the most obvious self-control things, which are you know addictions like smoking or, or ultimately porn, <laughs> you're back on OnlyFans. <laughs> No, yeah. I mean you're not. I am. Thank you very much. Uh, Onlyfans.com. It's, it's a great channel. Dazzersfeet.com or whatever it is. Um, <laughs> all right. So somebody. Okay. So are you saying that somebody right? They pre-plan. So they delete Onlyfans from their phone. Uh-huh. They tell the world what they they go on Facebook and say I'm not going to go on Onlyfans anymore. <laughs> Yeah. And thirdly, they have to have some sort of control. Yeah, and, and there is actually a website that um, that if you are addicted to porn, that, that hits all three. <laughs> okay. That if you then go on, to, that you download onto your laptop, your smartphone, and what have you, if you go onto a porn site, it alerts your friends and family that you've identified. Wow. So it's that it's that avoidance. That's actually awesome. And it's that 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 social pressure. Because it, it's, it's actually become a major issue. For relationships um, uh, in modern day society, this has it's, it's actually impacting relationships. It's impacting love. It's impacting expectations. So, yeah, yeah. Good luck good. with and, it. And it alerts them if you delete that program. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant. Oh, is that what that alert was? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, thank you so much today. I'm just going to reiterate. So, so in terms of cell control, as humans, despite it's the mountain. The mammalian brain? Mammalian, versus, yes. Oh, close. Okay, so reptilian. Hulk versus Bruce Banner. Um, and the three ways to overcome this effectively pre-planning. Don't have the, uh, the, the, the the beer and the pie and the pasties in the fridge. Leech it, you eats. Uh, tell the world. <laughs> yeah, put your beer down. Tell the world that um, you're out there trying to lose weight. You're not going to eat any more pizza. And number three, there's a self-regulation part where you actually train your brain. To, to, to teach yourself not to eat all that pizza out of the dustbin. Yeah, oh, I heard about a guy actually that did that. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. But it's, it's not training your brain so much, it's, it's having a willingness, not, not willpower. So recognizing your thoughts are separate from your actions. Okay. I and you're in control of them. Thank you. 
Mate, thank you as always. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you everyone for watching. You can find this on all your finest uh, social media channels, YouTube, Apple Podcast, Spotify. Give us a like, a share. Most of all, subscribe. Thanks for watching. And thanks to Populi Solutions, populi.com.au, our first and most awesome sponsor ever. Thank you.